Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Season. Today we're going to be talking about Teen Wolf, one of our favorite um, sports slash high school slash coming of age movies. I mean, it could be it could be categorized as any one of those three. Yeah, I mean it's it's you know some horror also, dude. This movie traumatized me when I was a kid. Like it, it has some. <sighs> genuinely scary parts i don't want to spoil we're gonna get into it but the scariest part to me was when the dad becomes the the man wolf dude that's not scary at all scared me all right all right so first let's hey i tell you what pull up on google images and look at that picture when he becomes man wolf but yeah but it doesn't show the transformation like it does with scott that's what was so scary about it so he just opens the door and it's like, hey, I'm a wolf too. <laughs> yeah, I guess. All right, so let's start off with, um, let's just talk about that first. We'll just talk about the, I'm assuming the scene we're talking about is the one where Scott first turns into the wolf. Yeah, and it's a nice little twist because, you know, you, you think he's going to have to like keep it from his dad, all this different stuff, and his dad's a wolf. I, I actually like how they add to that, like, uh, I, I loved how they added that element, like that the lore of it, so to speak. You know, a little background. Yeah, I think the thing that scared me the most as a kid is just seeing him transform. Like the way that they did the makeup and stuff was very good in this movie, especially for the time that it came out. But you know, you've got him sitting there, and his eyebrows are getting super thick, and then um, his teeth are coming in, and he's just like. That shot where it's got him and he's like sweating profusely and he's like half the wolf, you know, he hasn't got like the hair yet. Like, dude, that is like if you if you didn't know what movie you were watching and you just came in at that part, you would think that that's some kind of like werewolf horror movie. Yeah, and I mean, with like American Werewolf in London, that's still the uh, the flagship movie when you want to look at like how to do like a transformation scene that was just incredible what they did in that movie still was like really good right you know to this day and so but like but like you know when you went into that movie that was kind of a horror comedy it was rated r you know you kind of knew that there was gonna be some stuff like that but with teen wolf i mean you you know i was watching this when i was a kid you know you thought this was just a nice little uh nice little family film and then it is it's a but i love that about it because it adds it has this movie has a lot of different genres like rolled into one which i really like yeah and you kind of the first scene that you that you kind of like okay that's that was a little scary was when he goes into the uh the beer store to buy the keg and oh, yeah. that old man's giving him shit and his eyes just turn red and he, he tells him in that real like spooky voice you know to give him a keg of beer like when you see that, you're like, okay, this is going to be, you know, it's going to have a little bit of an edge to it. And when you're a kid, you you see the cover of the movie and you're just thinking, oh, this is going to be fun and it's going to be, and if they try to do it now, I feel like that's what they would go for is they would just go for like over the top, just kind of cheesy. But yeah. I felt this movie did a really good job of not really making it realistic, but they made it to where you... Like you said, it had so many different genres in it that, you know, more than anything, it's it's like a coming-of-age type story, too, of a, a kid that's trying to figure out, not only is he going through the normal high school awkwardness, but he's also 
part werewolf. Yeah, um, I, I'm actually trying to pull that up, Chris. Uh, if you want to go ahead, and, I'm trying to pull up the. Uh, I was going to share it with you the uh, that scene. I was able to find it and stuff and t- test out this new little uh, share thing. But anyway, yeah, like you said, I, I think that overall, um, you know, again, this is a movie we we both kind of grew up on and we loved Michael J. Fox. You know, if you didn't love Michael J. Fox and you're from our, you know, and you grew up either in the '80s or you know in the '90s because you're getting introduced to those movies. Even for me, um, you love Michael J. Fox. He was like the perfect, like guy who like, if you didn't like him, I, he was he like was, one of the most likable guys. He was kind of like the guy next door where, um, Elizabeth shoe was kind of like the girl next door. You know what I mean? Yeah. So he, he was one of those guys, like, I'm assuming that for a girl, and like for you know for their parents, that would be the kind of kid that you would hope they would bring home. You know what I mean? He just had that kind of uh, that personality where, like you said, it, it's almost impossible not to like him in any role that he's in, just because he's just a likable person. And also, you don't hear anything with him being in Hollywood for so long. You know, you again, unless I'm just not reading everything there is to read. But like you know, it seemed like. You know, there was never anything about him. So he had that persona that he had in movies, but it, it just seemed like that was kind of who Michael J. Fox was too. And I, and the reason he's so great in all these movies is because he finds the balance of being, and it's really impossible to find this if you're trying to do it. So it's just a natural thing, but he's cool, but he's also relatable because he's kind of a dork as well. And he kind of has this like giddy energy about him where he's kind of a little awkward, but he's still cool. And so that's what I like in this movie. He's not, you know, they don't portray him as like a loser or like a geek or anything, but he's not, he's definitely not one of the coolest guys in school. He's just a little bit of an outcast. You yeah. Know? I mean, he's got he's, a couple friends. I would say he's kind of like in that middle, you know, he he's not, but really... that's what I like is that it didn't do that whole, you know, a lot of stereotypical, like, you know, stuff where and again that's a testament to how good michael j fox was and not only this but obviously back to the future and and uh he really captured that uh during that time so let's uh let's fast forward a little bit in the movie to where you first everybody first sees the wolf so he's they're playing in a basketball game and i guess it's brought on by stress and um different things like that so He's at the bottom of a dog pile in the basketball game, and he emerges as this wolf, and everyone is just kind of shocked. Well, then he starts dribbling around, and then he goes in for like a tomahawk dunk, and everybody's just like, "Oh, okay." And then it's just it's just kind of funny how winning kind of solves everything. Um, as yeah. soon as they saw that he could play, the fact that he was a werewolf didn't matter anymore. It was just like, "Oh, this we're good now." And I just thought that was kind of funny how they go from horror to instant. Um, now he's the most popular kid in school because he can dunk a basketball. Yeah, and that kind of goes to the whole you know thing we talked about with uh, you know how the movie kind of uses this um, this transformation as like you know uh, uh, you know growing up you know puberty whatever you want to call it you know but I I really like how. And like I said, the makeup, the the other thing too is, you know, when he's, when he's the wolf, like you said, it, it could have went to where like, it became like a, oh, everybody's afraid to be the wolf, but everybody wants to hang out with him. Like yeah, everybody now it, wants to be, 
Yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I'm just saying. I mean, we were just kind of saying the same things of like, not only that, but with the dad being the a wolf as well. Like, they did a lot of things that flipped it where you thought like, oh, okay, now he's going to have to like try to hide being the wolf. But that's what that's why this movie's so successful is because the wolf character... Michael J. Fox just kills it as the wolf character. It's like he can finally kind of be, you know, he uses this to be kind of confident and all this different stuff. And like you said, he becomes like just this incredible basketball player and he becomes so much cooler in the school. Just like you said, they're horrified for a little bit. And then as soon as he starts playing, like, all right, yeah, this is all right. This is cool. You know? Yeah. And then it takes, um, I I think a character that's very underrated in this movie is styles. I think other than Michael J. Fox, he's by far the best character. Um, he's just, and I, and I don't want to talk too much about Teen Wolf 2 because that movie's just awful, but that was one of the things that really hurt that movie too is not having styles in it because he's just great as like the best friend who's also trying to make a buck off of his best friend. Like he's, he's constantly trying to. He's like, I don't want to say he's a shady guy, but he's always, he's like an entrepreneur. Like he's always looking for a way to help himself and just, you know, like the scene where they go to the party and he, he brings the beer and then, um, and I'm hope I'm not getting this mixed up with another movie, but he brings the beer and he goes and there's like 20 kegs over there. And he just thinks that he went through some ordeal and that he saved the party. You know what I mean? That was that might have been that too, but Superbad has something similar to that as well. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure that in this movie he he brings it in and he makes it sound like you know he saved the party and they yeah, tell him yeah, to go put it over right. in, the, in the kitchen and there's like 20 kegs in there. So Styles is to me a great character. I, I think he kind of brings along this movie in parts where it normally wouldn't be. Like you don't have to have Michael J. Fox on on the screen all the time for there to be something interesting going on because Styles in those scenes really kind of takes over. Um, I would have actually liked to have seen more Styles in in Teen Wolf, but again, I understand yeah. why they didn't do that. Um, so let's talk. Well, you about, know, Chris, I I, go ahead. I watched real quick. I watched a uh, you know, uh, Scream Factory did an incredible transfer of this movie uh, collector's edition. And I, you know, I got it. I got the poster. Like, it's just amazing. And they have this great, like two hour documentary that's on there. And it, and it, everybody except for pretty much Michael J. Fox is on there. And they were just talking about, uh, you know, how important that character was of styles. I mean, they talked about a bunch of other things that we'll get into, but if you're a huge fan of this movie, after you listen to this podcast, if you want to dive even, you know, you know, even deeper with what the cast has to say about it. What a, it's just an awesome, like little two hour resource about, you know, and they spend about a good 10 minutes just talking about how styles really just was so integral to the, to the success of the movie. Yeah. And kind of watching this clip and it's going back and forth of, um, showing the first time that he's at the basketball game and everyone's of course, obviously shocked, but it kind of brings up that thing of, uh, you know, even when I was a kid, I always felt that Boof, I was way more attracted to Boof than I was Pamela, who's the the girl that's kind of like the most popular girl in school. But like yeah. we talked about, like me and uh, Lusto talked about in an earlier episode where we're ranking our high school movies is that's not, it's always like who you, if you're popular or not, that's all that matters. 
Um, it doesn't matter if you think that person's hot. It matters if everyone else thinks she's hot. You know what I mean? So yeah. But I, I felt that, uh, and to me, she she really looks a lot like Alicia Silverstone. Like I'm, I was shocked. Really? I had to look at. You don't think she does? You, Pamela, the blonde. Oh, pa- one? I, th- I was thinking of Pooh. No. Uh, uh, I mean, uh, the hair maybe. The no, hair I'm maybe. telling you right now. If you if you rewind and you look, she looks a lot like her. But anyways, um. So the, another thing I really like about this movie is the soundtrack. It doesn't have I can't think of any songs other than um, Surfing USA that is mainstream, but every song that they have is they got some like really good sports montages and the music that goes with it is to me really really good and it really enhances. It's, and a lot of times they have songs that are just blatantly telling you what's going to happen next. Um, so how, how do you want to break this down? Because I could talk about the. The win in the end montage for well, yeah, minutes. yeah, we're gonna get to that. We're I have that. Hey man, yeah, that, that's one of my all time favorite parts of any sports movie. Oh, um, and there's another song. Pa- go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say no. no go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say in the other, um, the other songs that really come to mind are when they're at the dance, and one of them, one of the songs is something like. You're a mo- or I'm a monster or something like that. I can't, re- but but it's it, I mean, it kind of go. It's kind of like a and they're dancing kind of like the thriller thing. Yeah, and that's another thing where everybody's just kind of standing around, and then once he starts doing the thriller thing, everybody starts doing it. Um, yeah, so I, th- I really like that scene as well. I paused it on this uh, scene with the coach because I just want to talk about the coach as well. Like we're talking about like side characters, you know, Michael J. Fox. You know, this was kind of coming out around the same time that. Back to the Future was being a hit, you know, and, uh, you know, Michael J. Fox kind of, um, you know, he he was great, but like you said, man, there's so many really good side characters, and the coach in this movie has so many great, like, little one-liners. I love how he just doesn't even, he doesn't want to win at all until the wolf comes out, and then he's now, like, you know, slowly, it's it's improving his lifestyle. You yeah, know? he's starting to dress like, nice and and Yeah, you know, and I just think himself. that he's... He's another character, you know, I still remember the uh where he tells him like, you know, don't ever play poker with a guy named after a city or something. <laughs> and it's just like little things like that that are just really cool where the coach is like and again, we talk more about the stereotypes of like high school movies and stuff, but you know, the coach being disinterested and not even wanting to be there to like now that they're successful like he's kind of a front runner you know and then when he wants to transform back to him for the last game he's just like oh God. he's trying to talk about yeah like, he's trying to talk about <laughs> yeah, it he just wants him to still be the wolf but yeah and uh let, let's go into another talk about another scene that i really like i, I think it's i think it kind of shows the how deep kind of this movie can be at times and that's the scene where he had just kind of gotten in the fight with the the main villain at the dance and he's leaving and the principal catches up with him and he's basically telling him like, Hey man, you're, you're done at the school, you know? And the, and the principals had it out for him the whole time because principal and the dad of course got into it when they were kids and the dad comes in and is basically telling him, you know, like, look, he's just having a tough time. He's, that whole scene to me is is just great because it, it kind of encapsulates everything that not only the, you kind of go through as, as a kid where you lose your anger or whatever, but on top of that also being a, you know, a werewolf that throughout history has, yeah. you know, called wreaked havoc. 
across the countryside. Yeah, and, and again, that's kind of you know that's kind of what we talked about is like when Michael J. Fox once again is like how he he's playing two characters in the movie, not only you know Scott, but uh, but also <laughs> um, you know I guess you just call him the Wolf. Um, yeah, Teen Wolf. And to be exact. Uh, yeah, yeah. But that, but that's what's great, and you know when you rewatch the movie, like the main villain of the movie, uh, you know it, 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 he plays it kind of like you would think, you know, just really straightforward. Watching it right here, where they're just kind of getting in a fight when he shows up, a Scott. So I just love how like when the wolf comes out, everybody's like afraid, and when it's Scott, it's like that whole identity thing of like, are you gonna be, you know, are you gonna be who you truly are, or are you gonna be something that you're not, you know? And I like how they have those elements there, and it kind of. At all stages of life, you can kind of, like, get something out of that, you know? Well, and that's kind of also where, like, his friends also kind of, I don't want to say they turn on him, but they kind of, they kind of realize, like, hey, man, this might, you know, this can be a problem. I mean, we've kind of all, and it kind of shows that, you know, darker side of everything. And and without this scene, it it wouldn't make sense for him to change back and want to be normal Scott again. But with this scene, right. it kind of shows that, hey, there, there's more important things than than what I've been doing. So, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that. Yeah. And the people and the people that mean the most to him. And that's what I love about the character of Styles is like the people that mean the most to him, you know, his family, Biff or uh, yeah. And um, not Biff, my goodness. Boof. <laughs> I get the movie. How crazy is that, though, that those that is, two names yeah, are that I've never, You know, I've never even thought about that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think that having having even styles like really not wanting him to completely go for the wolf, get rid of the wolf because like the business is so good for styles is another great, just like kind of turmoil thing where even styles has that, like, man, I know it's best for him, but like I'm making some money off this. We're having a good time. We're popular, you know? So, yeah. And I think styles was always kind of popular. If you go back to, um, and again, I, I don't think Scott is, an outcast really i think he's just he's not in that upper tier but when you go to that party scene the person that's running that entire party is styles he's the one that's pulling all the names out of the hats uh, out of the hat to where they go into the closet or whatever or you know they have like all these different scenarios like chubby has to um eat a bowl of jello out of some girl's shirt or something um, yeah. So again, I, I think they did a really good job of making these. I, I don't think it would have worked if all of these people would have been just complete nerds the whole movie, and then all of us, like they they found a good middle ground there, which I which I thought was really well, yeah. Good. And it showed it taught to, and that's what great art's supposed to do, and like great movies are supposed to do is like find a way to talk about certain subjects, you know, like peer pressure, like you know, uh, you know adolescence you know puberty changing like you know finding out who you really are like all these different things and they do it with a movie about a a guy who turns into a wolf and becomes a great basketball player and so it's not like doing this whole thing where like they have these sit down moments and they're kind of telling the audience what they should be thinking or whatever it kind of just shows you with that (coughs) you know and um but but like we talked about i think that you know the reason i consider this a sports movie for me and it's a lot of different movies that are you know, 
you know, I could watch this at any time of year. It it, it fits like with a bunch of different genres. But the reason it's to me a sport, you know, kind of a sports movie, is because a lot of the movie is about the basketball team. Yeah, you know, it's about Scott, but a lot of it is about the basketball team. So it's like it's that cool hybrid of like coming of age slash high school slash sports. Yeah, last month when we did our high school month, and me and uh, the guest were doing um, our top ten rankings. This movie yeah. didn't make my lit my top ten for a high school movie, but it should have. It was one of those that I looked back and I was like, God, I should. There's no reason why this shouldn't have been. But at the same time, I could I could throw it in two or three different categories as well. Um, you know, if I'm talking about my favorite sports movies growing up, this is in the top ten for sure. So it's just it's just a great movie, and it's got and we're gonna get into the what I think is the best part that kind of brings everything together, and that's the final game where he comes in and he's you know they're already getting their asses kicked, they're down by like twenty already, and he comes in and obviously he's not the wolf. Everybody starts cheering for the wolf, and he's just like, no man, I, you know I think we can do this, and it starts one of the great sports montages that I think is hardly ever talked about. Yeah. And I think, you know, in that, and and again, I'm only putting this out there. I'm not trying to plug this, but I don't want to take the credit for like doing this research on my own. But in that documentary that I watched, it talks about how they filmed the basketball scenes. And they said that like, they were able to get a couple of division, you know, division two, like local guys to come up and play a little bit. And they said, Michael J. Fox, like, didn't really have a ton of experience playing basketball, but he was in there every day, like practicing and like just because he didn't want, he wanted to be able to do something. Like he wanted to be able to like kind of do his own stunt, stunts, so to speak, and like be on the court with those guys. And th- again, you're seeing this right now. We're, we're watching this montage, and like it's just really, you know, well done. You know, there's some good little basketball plays, and there, a lot of movies struggle with showing basketball action. Like football movies are so much easier to kind of just put real football players out there and kind of hide the actors with the helmets and all this different stuff. Basketball is a lot more difficult to do that. So Michael well, J. Fox kind of making sure that he was in there the whole time was really great. Yeah, I, I do think basketball is, I think baseball is really easy to do too because you can just focus on, really, you're focusing on the pitcher and the batter. Everyone yeah. else really doesn't matter a whole lot in, yeah. in most of the scenes. But, I was going to say, um, I know you said that Michael J. Fox put in a lot of work, but he is, as much as I love Michael J. Fox, he is an awful basketball player. Like, well, dude, Michael J. Fox is like 5'7", playing right. the point guard position. D- d- you know, I don't know how they were able to do the, the state championship or whatever this is at their home floor, but they uh, he's not very good, but the enthusiasm's there. You know, yeah, the I was going to say, he, he is one of those dropping guys. Dropping dimes, that, getting inside the passing lanes. He's one of those guys that... I could just sense my, you know, you you attribute everything to what your coach would have done. And there's a couple mm-hmm. of scenes here where he, like, jumps on someone's back after they score, and then the other team immediately goes down and <laughs> scores a layup. Like, it. Yeah. And then uh, he's passing it into Chubby for a freaking sky hook. Chubby yeah. with a sky hook. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it, it's, and it, again, it's one of those things where if you didn't like Michael J. Fox so much, it would kind of be you'd kind of be like, okay, man, this is kind of ridiculous. Like how much, you know, like celebrate, but but Michael J. Again, Michael J. Fox, you just can't help but to like the guy. And um, yeah, but let's talk about the thing that and and I think that it was the the real quick thing I want to talk about the montage before we move on from it is, you know, very rarely does uh 
you know, sometimes people say montage is going for too long. This montage goes the entire length of the song. I think it's a good four or five minutes, but it's telling something. It's like literally go like there, like there's no other way you can kind of do it. And it was really just, I mean, I, I just still love this scene because it's kind of showing everybody starting to believe like the players, even, even the coach, you know, the, uh, the fans, it's just a really well done thing. And again, all I'll say about Michael J. Fox is at the point guard position is that if I had to guess, coming into this movie, he had zero basketball experience. Oh, and yeah. I think that the one thing he was able to do well was layups because there's about 25 layups that he does in the game. And I think, in, but I'm telling you, you can't teach court vision, and he has it. And it's only, and they reuse a lot of the. And, and it, it kind of sounds like right here. Yeah, he jumps in this dude's <laughs> arms, and then the guy and goes the down and immediately scores a basket. Um, yeah. And then there's Chubby, who got a rebound by literally just standing there. Ball goes right into his arms. But I, I, I just think they do a good job. They show the crowd. It looks like a real crowd. It doesn't look like they're playing in some empty gym, and they're just uh, – that, 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 that's more prevalent in, like uh, – TV shows, you know, like uh, Fresh Prince of Bel-Air yeah. when they would do the basketball episodes and you could tell the court was like 20 feet long. Right, right. Um, but let's talk about the one thing that every time we watch this movie, it irritates us. And it, and it is the most, I would probably say it is the most unrealistic as- aspect of this entire movie. And that is at the end of the game where he gets fouled and there's no time left that the refs allow the main villain to stand under the basket while Scott shoots his free throws. Yeah, and I'm just telling you, man, we you know, we grew up playing basketball, obviously, but this, even at that age when I was young watching, I couldn't understand it. You know, and I think it's just one of those things where the people involved in the movie probably weren't the biggest basketball minds you know they were worried about like having a dramatic moment and it does work i mean oh, I the, say, yeah. the scene works yeah it's a way better scene because they allow it to happen but, <laughs> but it would it, it could never happen in yeah a that's the thing ever. where you're sitting there and you're like <laughs> you're like okay I, I, I get that this guy can't really turn into a werewolf but i'm yeah. kind of suspending my belief for that but i can't sign on for this where this dude is yeah. just staring at him he's standing literally under the basket as yeah. he shoots, and it just kind of shows you how kind of small Michael J. Fox is because when he shoots these free throws, he has to jump to shoot it. Yeah, I didn't yeah. have to. I mean, I was done with that in like fourth or fifth grade. So, but again, that, it, I it, think it, that's the appeal of Michael J. Fox too. Is like it's just that it's just a it's the underdog man. Yeah, and that's what he's been able to do a lot in his career was be this cool underdog thing. And and I love his character in this movie because. You know, it's like you find out who you really are when there's some adversity and stuff. And he, you know, again, it, it's a movie about a guy turning into wolf, you know, dominating on the court. But it's 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 got a lot of other things in it. And I just really think that a lesser actor, this movie wouldn't have still been relevant today. But with Michael J. Fox, he he's just such a a great actor. Yeah, you couldn't opinion, put anyone you know? else in this, and it'd be nearly as successful. And I, and again, I yeah. think that's why the second one flamed out so bad is because you just didn't have you didn't have the guy that drove the bus for the first movie you no. know what i mean i mean and, and, and again, boxing yeah, yeah. And, and, and i and i think it could have worked if, if you would have brought back Michael j fox and did something kind of 
different. Maybe you don't even focus on sports or something, but when you try to try to recreate something and you don't have the main guy who's a huge star that like, it's just not going to work. So, um, yeah. And I think that also real quickly on that same point, like it's what we talked about. It's the same reason, you know, they replaced Eric Stoltz and back to the future. Eric Stoltz is a fantastic actor. Okay. Very underrated. He didn't fit what the character needed. And I think Michael J. Fox for not only back to the future, you know, back to the futures is what it is. One of the greatest films ever made in my opinion. Like everybody adores that movie. Teen Wolf, I think Michael J. Fox shows ju- just as much as in that other movie how great of an actor he was or how great of an actor he is, but I meant like for these style of movies, um, that he finds that balance of being cool but also an outcast, kind of competent but also awkward. Like That's very hard to do, and I think that Michael J. Fox just has that ability as a person, and that's why you know you you know, the, these movies work so well with them in it. And I, th- I think there's only a few guys that I can really think of that have similar traits. And one of them that comes to mind is Tom Holland. I think that's why I like the new Spider-Man movie so much is because he, to me, he kind of, he kind of gives off that vibe of being a cool guy, but not the coolest guy and still having that awkwardness about him. And I, I don't know. I just see a lot of that. Maybe that's why I, I'm a huge fan of his Spider-Man movies, but, um, so yeah, so and then at the end of the of the movie, there's another great song that kind of, you know, it's just very uplifting and very. I couldn't name the name of the song if my life depended on it, but again, it, it they picked songs that are really um, that fit the movie really well that you can tell they really spent time on it, and I think that's just a such a huge thing. Movie music can add so much to movies regardless of what the type of movie it is. Shooting for the Moon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By Amy Holland. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. Good old so, good old internet search. But yeah, it, it's um and then, know, I know you're probably about to go ahead, go ahead. I was just gonna say, and then of course when um the game's over and the guy goes over to the blonde headed girl Pamela and he's like, Let's get out of here and she's like she's like, get lost and she goes over and initially when you first see it, you probably think that he's gonna go back with her and he's like no no oh i didn't no way dude that would have the 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 audience of that movie would have changed dramatically yeah the 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 uh message of the movie would have been completely lost at that point it would have just been like oh cool yeah all right uh (laughs) sorry you know yeah but i think that you know you know, just memorable scenes, man. Him puncturing the uh, can with his teeth, you know, uh, riding on top of the van, you know. And again, you know, the part we haven't really discussed is, you know, he tried his hand out at acting. You know, they wanted yeah. the wolf in the production, you know. And, another uh, another great scene is when he is in the um, – he's in his – I guess his dad runs like a little surplus store or something or like a little general store, right? And he's sitting there and uh, he's hearing this like really loud noise and he tracks it down and it's this kid blowing a dog whistle. But just that whole scene, you know, because he's sitting there and he keeps hearing it and he's like freaking out and he's looking for this thing. And again, it's got like this, uh, it's not really a song, but it's got like this uh, score behind it that's really kind of making you wonder like, what the hell's going on? And, um, but yeah, dude, I, I get, again, we, we talk about movies that we really enjoy, and most of the movies that we cover on this show are going to be movies that we really enjoy. But this is one that 
like you said, I could watch it any moment. If someone said, hey, you want to watch Teen Wolf? I, I would be totally down to watch Teen Wolf at any moment. It, it it gets in, it gets out. You know, if I think it's like ninety minutes long. Yeah, it's, it's really uh, it's really it's got short. Everything. Yeah, and it's got everything. It's got comedy. It's got that high school. You know, the the high school drama that you like. It's got a little bit of horror. It's got some suspense. It's got some. Uh, you know, like I said, at the end of the day, it's a sports movie. It's about a team. You know, a, a guy. You know, in a team. And so, like, I mean, I can't overstate it enough. It has just about every genre you could imagine rolled up into it and they do every single one of those elements well. And I think that's why people are still talking about it. And I still think that's, you know, I'm hoping, I know they've done a TV series, but they want a whole different direction. And, uh, I just hope they never try to remake this movie or try to do it again, because I just, you know, a lot of times movies are for a time and for the eighties, like this was kind of yeah, just one of those great eighties, you know, movies that, families you know that our family watched a lot i mean we i can't count how many times we've watched this movie yeah you know and it still holds up and we still enjoy it today so well guys and girls i think that's going to be it for this episode um thank you again for checking out the show we've kind of been on a little bit of a hiatus i've been i've been out sick for a few days so um we're going to be our next episode that we're going to be talking about is one of justin's childhood favorite movies and that's Rocky three. And I, I'm really excited to talk about that one. So if you like, we're going to gonna sh- have to set aside and that one's going to be a little longer. Yeah. Because uh, there's a lot that, to get into that one. There is. Yeah. But, um, we'll get Justin. Thanks again for taking the time and thanks everybody for listening. If you like the show, please make sure to subscribe and we will see you next time.